During the whole of a dull, dark, and soundless day in the autumn of the year, when the clouds hung oppressively low in the heavens, I at length found myself, as the shades of the evening drew on, within view of the melancholy house of Usher. I know not how it was, but with the first glimpse of the building, a sense of insufferable gloom pervaded my spirit. I say insufferable, for the feeling was unrelieved by any of that half-pleasurable because poetic sentiment with which the mind usually receives even the sternest natural images of the desolate or terrible. I looked upon the scene before me, upon the mere house and the simple landscape features of the domain, upon the bleak walls, upon the vacant eye-like windows, upon a few rank sedges, and upon a few white trunks of decayed trees, with an utter depression of soul which I can compare to no earthly sensation more properly than to the after-dream of the reveller upon opium, the bitter lapse into everyday life, the hideous dropping off of the veil. There was an iciness, a sinking, a sickening of the heart, an unredeemed dreariness of thought which no goading of the imagination could torture into aught of the sublime. Edgar Allan Poe, Fall of the House of Usher. Welcome back to the Wellhouse Exorcism. This is your ghost, the host of the most, Shanna. This is Pukwa PJ here to say that was a poetic intro. Well, it's going to be a poetic outro, actually, because that one doesn't rhyme. The last one does. But it's Poe. Oh, no, I got it. Anyway, we have special guests back, finally. Yeah, been a while. <laughs> yes. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your summer off. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Best time ever. But we miss you guys. Yeah, now we're dragging you back every week. Yeah, sorry. What are your names again? <laughs> Who are you? I just go by a series of numbers. Oh, oh. what's your binary? Okay. <laughs> he's part one of, zero he's zero part of one 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 zero zero. Is that legit, or are you just guessing? I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, what we don't know is that you just like said something really terrible to our listeners. <laughs> Right. I don't think so. I'll have to click the use as explicit language for this one. I know. Just, <laughs> just have like a beep sound. <laughs> What's your name? I am Laura. Ooh, I like it. Fancy. And I'm Ray. Welcome. In a while. Yeah. What are we talking about this time, guys? What are we talking prison. about? Prison. Okay, listen. Not all of us are going to prison. I'm too pretty for prison. Me too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. Who's going? How are you two? Shoo shoo. Well, I mean, I, I just have a flashback to the part, part of the museum where it's like, have you ever committed a crime? If you go to the no <laughs> side, it's like, wow, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> so we're talking about Laura. So this is a little bit of a throwback for PJ and I, because we're originally from New Jersey. Yes, you are. Right across the Burlington Bridge. And our grandfather had a shop in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. watch and clock shop. So we were there uh, quite often in our childhood, but never before had I gone to Eastern State Penitentiary. Do, 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 oh, sorry. Still, <laughs> I don't want to get copyrighted. Um, <laughs> yes, we're discussing Eastern State, and I feel like we cannot do this in one episode. It's like Gettysburg. We got to just go for a deep dive. So part one is going to be the history. So you history buffs, enjoy this. Um, if you're not a history buff, listen to it anyway. It's important for later. <laughs> There'll be a test on this. <laughs> this is Hayden's back. Um, part two is going to be Carrie, um, one of our friends. She's an expert on Eastern State. She has been there since forever. I'm pretty sure she just lives there. I, I mean, she lived there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie in, and I in the early, Yeah. Before COVID. Pre-COVID, like, mm. she was there all the time. I'm gonna, we're going to go through this history. Daily. Well, there's plenty of rooms. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> She's saying different every night. I'm a little concerned because I'm gonna we're gonna go through history and she'll be at her house when actually like I foresee it and I'm gonna get messages on Facebook from her. Carrie, don't message me. I'll make me feel bad. Um and then part three will be all the spooky stuff. So Jackie, our super fan, is our medical expert. So she's gonna talk all about um the terrible things that happened there mm-hmm. for medical reasons, put yep. in air quotes, and they'll discuss all the spooky stuff. So spooky stuff is part three. Although part That's two be is my pretty good episode. too. Part two is Carrie's personal stories too, and there's a, that was a good episode. Yeah, we already recorded her. I, she got some pretty cool stuff. I'm she excited, and I'm excited to go more into the deep dive because I know we've done the we recently did the tour together. Mm-hmm. It was very very interesting, but I'm very excited to hear more and everything that you've learned. I learned. Um, you'll be happy. There's one part of this in my script that you'll be oh, super yes. excited about. Okay. Yes. <laughs> 
I, I can't wait to uh, have you All right. listen to that part. Um, but when we did our audio tour, who was our, our talker? Steve Buscemi. You pronounced it wrong, apparently. Apparently. I still, yeah. I disagree. Oh. I don't care how he pronounces his name. Ray is correct. No. Steve See, Buscemi. That just sounds wrong. I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm really good at like, if I know someone's name and they correct me on how to pronounce it, I, it's like just in there. Like I, I will never call him Steve Buscemi again. I will. Because I've heard it <laughs> two, three times on the audio tour oh, where man. he says his name and I'm like, okay, it's Buscemi. No. I got this. It is not. <laughs> you know what? I'm that way, but somebody actually has to re- correct me, like, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I will remember it better. Like, I remember this if one If it comes person. from the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope, it's Buscemi. I don't care. He got his, he got his name wrong. So anyway, before <laughs> we go... Guy. With, <laughs> poor guy. doesn't know how to pronounce his own name. All this time. Oh. <laughs> I know. Poor all, all this fame. <laughs> Still couldn't do it. Um, so references for this section, just because I like to put this out there before... Um, all of my information came from, well, we, our tour, obviously, the audio tour, but also Eastern State Penitentiary, Crucible of Good Intentions by Norman Johnston, Haunted Pennsylvania, Ghosts and Strange Phenomena of the Keystone State, which is a long name, by Mark Nesbitt and Patty A. Wilson. Uh, Mark Nesbitt. There you go, we Laura. love Mark Nesbitt. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> Images of America, Eastern State Penitentiary by Francis X. Dolan, and Philadelphia Haunts by Catherine Dive- Driver. Was a Diver? Sorry. Our last episode was about the Dively, so my brain's saying Dively. Okay. That, have you listened to that one yet? No, the not yet. Of Rock. I what know. Is I'm behind. I'm behind. Uh, a little lot. All right. So let's set the scene, shall we? And then you all can take it away. It's all Benjamin Franklin's fault, as I like to say. Well... And capitalisms. Uh, but anyway, in 1787, a bunch of Ben Franklin's friends all met at his house to discuss in detail more humane ways to, you know, house and rehabilitate inmates. These were Quakers, and they firmly believed in the tenets of repentance and forgiveness. We live in Millville. We get the Quaker ideal. Oh, yeah. Obviously. But in any case, with this, they created a new term for prisons, the penitentiary. So it is all thanks to Ben Franklin and those Quakers that this exists. I'm so happy you said penitentiary, because that's how I always want to say it. When I'm reading it off the script, but I say penitentiary. I know, I know. I force myself to say penitentiary, but it just feels wrong. But it is technically penitentiary, right? Yeah, we say tertiary, so we should be say we should say penitentiary. Most people, most people say penitentiary. You know, right? That's like the the common acceptance of pronunciation, but it it just doesn't come off. No, yeah, it doesn't properly for me. Anywho, (laughs) the idea from Ben and his friends was to build a new type of prison that focused on religion and reflection, sin, and penance. Sounds like going to church every day. The prison would be a place of solitude where men and women, not just men, could reflect on their sins and find ways to offer penance. They would be released back into the community as good citizens who had learned the error of their ways. So they were all discussing this in the 1700s, right after we become America. And then, less than 50 years later, Eastern State is born or built Technically speaking. Like any good idea, great on paper. Great on paper. Any thoughts, Laura? Less great in action. (laughs) (laughs) What? Or else it wouldn't be on this podcast. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anybody want to take over and tell me a little story about Eastern State? Well, it was actually opened in the early 1800s, right? 1829, right? Okay. And it was uh, designed by that, did anybody say that? John Haviland? Nope. But we have discussed him before on here. Mm-hmm. When did we talk about John Haviland? You didn't. PJ oh, and I didn't. Okay. After we did um, our great deep dive on Penhurst, we mm-hmm. discussed Harrisburg State, and he designed Harrisburg State Hospital as well. Okay. I thought yes. the name was familiar. I did listen to that episode. On, uh, oh, of course. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. On my episode. Mostly I, I listen. I'm just a little behind. <laughs> This guy was a grandfather of prisons, wasn't he? He yes. This was not his only rodeo. Nope. He was. He, he made was other prisons, too. Like a dozen. What, not made. What a great resume booster. I know. <laughs> that would be at the top of mine. I designed a dozen. A dozen. He was well known. You can just it. call me the king of maximum security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. You can just call me Mr. King. <laughs> Maybe not. Prison King? (laughs) Once again, this is a spooky podcast. That's why he made it look like a castle. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm the king of something. He right. must have really favored. I don't know. Was he from Pennsylvania proper? No, he because was born in England. He was born in England, but mm-hmm. he did other things in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. too, especially in Harrisburg. I yep. believe he did the Harrisburg State mm-hmm. Hospital. Yep. Um, and he was known for doing a couple of churches in the area, too. Mm-hmm. So he didn't just do prisons. He was a goth man. When goth <laughs> was cool? Still cool? I'm confused. I don't know. It, never, it never died. When goth was architecture. There, oh, that's a tag. That's a good tag for your resume or a book. Anyway, right? Go ahead. <laughs> it kind of sounds like he had a perfect resume for this project then because they were focused on religion and, mm-hmm. you know, imprisoning people. So he was sort of one foot in right. each realm. He yeah. was a goth guy because Eastern State actually has a goth facade. Neo-gothic. I'm sorry. Yes. It's dependent engineer. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Sorry, it's been a long day for me. I agree. Um, yeah. And that was supposed to... That was the design of it to, like, inspire intimidation, mm. if I recall correctly. The outside, from. yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's built on top of it. An interesting... But it was... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You go. I was just going to say, but it was really all for show. I mean, even, like, up above, you know, certain aspects of it were just done... I mean, if you were actually to scale it, some things were actually, like, what? Ankle higher, like palisades at the top of the wall. Yeah, 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 it was strictly for show. Some of the windows, for example. Mm -hmm. Although that's not to say that this thing wasn't like hardcore strong because (laughs) yeah, it was. (laughs) The walls were thick. It still still exists today. So Mm -hmm. John Havlin knew he was doing. That's for sure. But um, what in style too? (laughs) It's still in style. It never went away. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was actually built. Making a comeback. In Francisville. It's actually not in Philadelphia. I mean, it is now. By the time period, they put it in Francisville. That's two miles away from mm-hmm. Philadelphia, if I recall. Yep. And it was on top of a hill, and it's still there. So, actually, like, they called it the Cherry Hill Prison for a while. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know what I was, when I was doing research. I was like, what the heck I'm is I'm glad Cherry that it's hill? still, you know, on top of Because if it weren't, that would have been... Confusing? Well, something would have happened to the hill. <laughs> it moved. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like House Moving Castle. Wow. Like, it's Havlin's Francisville has yep. its share of erosion problems. <laughs> Dear. I mean, if it weren't on a hill anymore. Although Once you... again, this is supposed to be a spooky podcast. We're not going to get there. We're not going to get invited back and okay. see how this is going. We'll get to that episode three. <laughs> That's right. Episode three. But yeah, so it's on top is of the hill. Is there a lizard man? There is no lizard man. No. In, no. Are you sure? We yes. Could bring back the lizard man I, if you would really like. Dear Lord Ray, go ahead. You wanted to well, say Well, I was something. going to say that um, it was designed, if I understand correctly, for 250 folks, but soon exceeded its capacity, which bothers me because I don't like crowds. Yeah, 256 to be exact. 256. Yes. yes. And again, but I learned that on the audio tour because most things say 250, and the audio is like 256. I'm like, well, that's a oh. perfect number. Okay, gotcha. It's an even number. Ooh, can I talk about the building? Because this is like the most fascinating. Part yeah, for PJ me. loves the building. Yes. I, for, I love the design of it. Like, first off, I didn't know that it well, was. Well, can Ray finish? How many inmates oh. were forced to be there then? Four hundred and fifty. Yes. Incidentally, also an even number. <laughs> yeah, you go from two hundred and fifty-six to four fifty. Oof. That's, that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. That's that's oof. close enough to double, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's close enough. Not fun. So anyway, go ahead, honey. Oh, um. I didn't realize that was like one of the most expensive buildings ever made. It was the most expensive in and in the USA at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at like eight hundred thousand uh, dollars, the stone walls. Because again, when you walk up to this thing, it looks like a medieval castle. Yep. Uh, which is absolutely insane. When you know to see this thing like in the middle of modern Philadelphia, and even at the time, like in modern times, quote unquote, for the eighteen hundreds, Victorian like, time period, yeah, mm-hmm. it's still like this thing did not fit. Well, it's like you Ray know? said, it's to inspire fear. Exactly, uh, yeah. I am not going to be bad because I'm not going there. Yeah, <laughs> I hear they're overcrowded. The the walls are thirty feet high, and they go ten feet below the uh, the ground. Also, so you can't tunnel under. Well, supposed to not supposed to not be able to, <laughs> and. Uh, they're eight feet thick, and the way it's designed is there is a circular command center, and like spokes in a the wheel, there are different cell blocks that come off of it, these long hallways. So you can literally stand in one spot and just spin around in a circle and look down every hallway, 
to see if everyone's in their cells or not. And if someone's out of their cell, you see them immediately because mm-hmm. there's only, you know, they're in the hallway and you're looking right at it. I'd be like, how'd you get out of your feeding door? <laughs> and so we are posting a video and I do stand in the center and I do like a 360 degree spin and look down every hallway. So it's something that you can see when we post this uh, this episode. It's a way to not pay very many guards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. it'll probably be like after we post this episode, so. Fine. That's okay. Yeah. You're forgiven. Thank you. Anyway, so you said it was called the um, Wagon Wheel Design Online. I also learned that it was called the Hub and Spoke Plan. Hub and Spoke, yeah. Yeah, two different titles. But this exact design was actually used in New Jersey. There's another penitentiary down there. Exact same design. Mm. So when I was doing my research, I got a little confused. I was like, what are we talking about? Where is Cherry Hill? What is this? The other thing I loved about it that was good on paper, not so good any other time, is that each inmate had a door in the back of their cell that led to a little yard. Which, it's a great idea, you know, to like allow them access to this, you know, little area in the back. Your own little backyard. concrete heaven? I mean, still fresh air. Yeah, I guess You know? So. But then they added a second story and half the inmates didn't have that. Yeah. And <laughs> because, you know, you can't have a door to a yard when you're in the second yeah. story. Well, and I remember Ray talking about the, the windows and like the natural light that kind of came in how it was dark. Yeah. But I was, when I was thinking about it, when I was doing the research, when they added that second story, that meant they didn't get any of that light either. They have a little tiny slit of a window, no longer that beautiful mm-hmm. kind of like archway mm-hmm. light. No. So their natural light was also chopped out. Mm. So, like, man, you went from, like, a, I don't want to say decent because it's a prison, but, like, a beautiful idea to something completely horrifying. Yeah, morphed rather quickly into something that it was not intended to be. Yeah. To quote PJ, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> also from Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. Yeah. Really? I mean, it did. There's a second yeah. floor now. <laughs> yeah. It really escalated <laughs> and elevated. Badoom ching. <sighs> but, yeah. The- Again, it's supposed to be a spooky podcast. <laughs> but the intention really wasn't so much to punish it really was for self-reflection it was mm-hmm. you know it, and that yeah. that like that's where it's good on paper you know like the mm-hmm. the idea is that you're going to spend 23 hours a day by yourself mm-hmm. yeah. and <laughs> not talk to anybody for however long you're there um because you are just going to be thinking about what you did it's like putting a kid in timeout but for yeah. years at a time yeah. it was the first ever penitentiary and the keyword there is penance mm-hmm and that was the goal. Like the like, place feels like a church when you you know it has the arched ceilings and mm-hmm. it had murals on the walls mm-hmm. all over the place and all you know is supposed yeah you know, like you can tell when you walk in there like this place is pretty beautiful yeah. in its own mm-hmm. way. Um, so they really want the original plan was to you know get you repenting and make you a better person and heal you, mm-hmm. and it just did not work. Well, I mean, like. I like going to church for that hour that we're Catholics. So yeah, the hour that, you're sitting that there. That hour, yeah. But I don't want to sit there for 24 hours no, or 23 hours, no. technically. That's a long time. However, going back to one person in the middle of a spokesman around the guard, if one person talked who they knew where you were because no one else is talking because it's quiet in there. So, mm-hmm. hey, you, number 25, knock it off. The acoustics, even today, are really something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can hear, like, the echoiness. Even whispering. Yeah. Whispering. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, do you want to talk about the actual, like, the original structure? Because you mentioned, like, the, the church-like feel, Laura. Sure. So, um, originally, the, it was, as we said, one story. It had, you know, this nice little, like, a tiny little door. I mean, the doors are maybe, like, four, four and a half feet. Th- There's yeah. a reason for it, actually. Oh, okay. So, yes. we'll get into that. Yep. But what, it, two feet wide or so? Yeah. You have to go in, like, almost sideways. Yeah, it's meant to be narrow and small. There's a reason for it. But yeah, I mean, in all honesty, though, like, I know people who physically could not even go through that door, which, I mean, I mean, I know that this was built a long time ago, but still, there had to be Mm -hmm. some people that that would have been a A a tight squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it was really fascinating going through and seeing, you know, each individual cell um, that they, they, in addition to like the little yards, they all theoretically had skylights until the second story was added and then that probably went away uh but they did each have like a functioning toilet a little uh bed um uh like a little table and most of the inmates um also had uh work that Mm -hmm. they um that they would they would have to 
to, to handle throughout the day. Is that something we're going to go into separately? Yes, we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I won't go into that now. Um, but uh, yeah, plumbing, uh, the indoor plumbing was actually a, a big thing. And actually for its day, it was pretty ahead of its time. Yeah. Especially for a prison. Well, some homes didn't have indoor plumbing. Right. The White House right. the did not have that. That's right. Jackson did not have that. Yeah. Yeah, he was still using a little potty in his, uh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, the chamber pot? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, although when you think about it, like I how wasn't much... privy to that. <laughs> uh, 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 Sorry. What a crappy to joke. be yeah. a spooky podcast. That's the title of this episode. Spooky. <laughs> well, this okay. It's not Ray, technically. You're in trouble for making that joke. Oh. I know my toilet humor. You're in. Oh <laughs> man. Okay, so this isn't scary per se, but it would be upsetting to live through it um, because there was a problem with the septic pipes. Uh, oh. Oh yeah. This yeah. is. They they ran alongside the water pipes apparently. Oh. And the the boilers. Yeah, so when the boilers turned on to, you know, heat the water, they were also heating the septic pipes. Oh, no. Uh Yeah. So there was the, I mean, you know, indoor plumbing was a new thing. They're still figuring this (laughs) out. This was a a learning experience is what we would call it today. Uh, So, yeah, so it it really, um, when things would heat up, uh, there was um, quite the smell yeah, and uh, oh. even at the beginning, like, you know, they mentioned, like, if you go into Eastern State, you can see that there's water damage, obviously, because the walls and because of the subpar everything. From the very beginning, water was seeping in, like condensation, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, basically your basement if it's, it's not damp. treated. Yeah. yeah. So you have the dampness, you have the cold. Then if you turn the heat on to make it not cold, you have poop smell. Mm-hmm. And there was water scarcity, especially in the summertime. So you're supposed to be flushing these toilets, and there is a rule that you're supposed to flush it once a day. Well, when you have scarcity of water, it became once or twice a week, if you're lucky. So you have that going on along with the heated water pipes. Oh, yeah. It's stank in there with the wetness. Oh, my god. And you guys got to understand, too, I think, like, living in the northeast of the United States, some folks don't really understand, but... Philadelphia, like even our area, gets hot in the summers. And And humid. humid. And humid, yes. We have very volatile temperatures. And it can get very cold in the winter. That's why we get thunderstorms because Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah, we were, when we were in there, it was... It was warm. Mm-hmm. It was really warm well, in there. I love that one story where they said they would fill buckets of water and and turn their cells into little pools because it's all cement, so the water's not going to seep through. I was like, I'd be doing that too because it was so hot. And we were yeah. walking through, like, and there's windows open. We had fans. And we're still sweating. And we're not being forced into a little small room for 23 hours, 24 hours. So something in um, the video that we'll be posting is uh, there's a really neat, art exhibit about light because they used light in the prison as a form of healing and you know natural lighting Mm -hmm. and all that which is why these you know amazing skylights were in the cells and everything but it would cause them to go mad and they have this like mirror bending illusion to kind of simulate going mad just by bending light Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty incredible. Laura and I, when we were looking at, it, we're like, "What? Why is this here? What is this <laughs> I all got it right about?" Away. I loved it. And I had to rewatch. And when I was editing the video and watching it, I like read the sign mm-hmm. completely. And you know, I'm like, "Oh, got it." Well, I think that sideways no. too is like it kind of showcases how you're off kilter anyway. Yeah. Even when I was walking out, I bumped my arm against the plastic yeah. because you just feel so off uh-huh. centered. Yeah. Yeah. Walking out into that, like you know. That now, our empty pit. If they listen to this like after this in a couple months, that might not be up anymore because they do art installations and they change. So that might yeah. not be there. In the That's future. why you know, take a look at the video yeah. and you'll see what we mean there. So just to recap, so we're living in a tiny cell with very basic amenities. Yeah. That's eight very hot. Cells that, eight by twelve. But there is a toilet. But there is a toilet. There's a toilet. <laughs> but it's essentially you're living in a giant stone but, porta potty. Yeah, yes. with heated septic, and that's not <laughs> great. Septic. Yeah. It's like walking into a porta potty. Yeah, I know. Oh, and whenever you were out of your cell, you had to put this creepy scarecrow mask over your hood, over your oh, face. We haven't even gotten there yet, but yes. Okay, yeah. So we'll get to that later. Jeez. All right. Follow the script, PJ. It's supposed to be a script. I'll read the script. Script reads me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Who are you, Steve Buscemi? Who's that? I know a Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, so we mentioned like there's terrible heating uh, and ventilation issues, right? Um, but moving in there in 1849, okay, so 20 years after this place is opened, uh, the prison was actually kind of like checked in on by people who were concerned, uh, people from the community. And it was noted that the prisoners had to wrap themselves in their blankets and pace their cells just to keep warm. So even if they were heating the water and trying to get heating going on, it wasn't working because it's Pennsylvania and it's frigid and there's like no actual heat source in these rooms but Mm. cleanliness was a part of the rehabilitation program so they did actually they were able to bathe normally and now it knows this for Ray you know once every two or three weeks yum but this is the 1800s that was actually very common I know and I don't have to like it no, well, I have to say too that it's not like I mean maybe in the summer when you're sweating profusely it's horrible, but it's not like they're yeah, doing a lot yeah. either to get dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just sitting there and they've got two half hour breaks throughout the day to go outside. Yeah, it's like yeah, the worst you get is like some greasy hair, you know? Right. Which is I can't stand that. I need to shampoo. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I could not live in the 1800s. I just could not. Oh, I wouldn't anyway. be very good at it either. <laughs> Do you want to watch, like, Braveheart? No. Thank you. <laughs> you guys don't understand. I'm digressing just a little bit, but I have trouble with period pieces because because people didn't bathe that often, to Shanna's point. Mm. That's the one thing Every that... Every two to three weeks? No, thank if, you. If you're lucky, yeah. Um, that new Pride and Prejudice, I hate it because it's so short. Like, you got to watch the B&E version, obviously. Of course. But the Keira Knightley version, her hair looks greasy all the time, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it should. Her clothes yeah. are hideous, and that's completely wrong for the time period. But her hair, it should be greasy. There's anyway. a lot that was wrong with that, but that's <laughs> yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> so during my research, though, um, and back to the rehabil- rehabilitation process, right? Because they, they actually want cleanliness. They want you to be in church 24-7 pretty much. Um, and they give you a job, as you mentioned, Laura. Mm-hmm. They actually gave fantastic food, too. So mm-hmm. I actually put this in my script. But like healthy stuff. Yes. At the big be- at the beginning of this, there was no door into the main hallway that the uh, guard could see through, which they mentioned to you in the auditor, right? When you'd walk down, it was just these like little feeding holes, if you will, like little mm-hmm. slits. The only door that was there was on the outside to come in. The hallway was just your little feeding hole. And through that, you would get your books. You'd get anything else you would need, like, you know, if you need a new shirt or whatever, your job for mm-hmm. the day. But food. Food was totally important to the um, rehabilitation process. So people at Eastern State were getting fed better than people like living in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And so they talk about this in the audio tour too, but you got three meals a day, which was uncommon for a lot of people because it's a lot of food. And they, you got generous portions mm-hmm. at dinner time. You actually got like unlimited potatoes, which is pretty cool, but you always got meat and vegetables. Dinner was Take always that Ireland. Yeah. And incidentally, they also <laughs> had their share of potatoes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> no, they did. Didn't they? They got potatoes. They did. Yeah. It was unlimited potatoes. And it comes full circle. <laughs> Oh, it's supposed that's funny to be because a spooky he... podcast. Wagon wheel. <laughs> Wagon it just wheel. comes full circle. <sighs> anyway. Definitely not getting invited back. Now you've got beef and pork as your choices of food, but always boneless, obviously, so you can't hurt yourself or somebody else. You can't make a shiv out of a bone, right? Um, but you also got soup, and you were allotted a pound of bread every day. Wow. Wow. Right? Again, I found that in my research. Um, I'm coming. Uh, make me a bread soup bowl. I am ready to go. <laughs> so anyway, that was brand new uh, to prisons because generally you got fed scraps, right? You didn't get fed much at all. Mm-hmm. Or if it was kind of like not so great food. Well, this goes back to the great on paper thing where they're, yeah. they're not trying to like yeah. truly punish people. They want people to be reflective mm-hmm. and essentially like kind of be like evolving yeah, and something we'll get to later is, like, the terms weren't that bad either uh, that you served, yep. like, but we'll get into that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, but <laughs> so this whole new system that Ben Franklin creates is actually called the Pennsylvania system, or they also called it the separate system, like separatists, if you will. And that was in direct contrast to the New York system, like, you know, Sing Sing prison, if you will, which they kind of mention when you're there at the end during the audio tour. But... The Pennsylvania system was actually so around, people came to visit it to get the idea. The French loved the idea, 
Um, Charles Dickens hated it. So you get this influx of people who are like, you know, pros and cons for it. Um, but this humane reform, like this approach was just phenomenal. And again, great on paper. Um, but as you mentioned, Laura, too, they left this place with a job. You know, they, they were trained how to be cobblers or weavers or what have you. They got a job so they could be reflective, but also, you know, kind of like contemplate and think of their future life. Except for the women in the prison. They got to cook and clean. Lesson. Okay. <laughs> That's my life every day. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, the women aren't learning a skill. They're just cooking for everyone. Figures. Well, as I like to say, like, we're there listening to this, and I'm like, wait, I had to lay down on a bed and contemplate and read the Bible, and it's quiet, like, quiet. Eat nice meals. Eat nice and meals, eat three yeah. meals a day. And I get to go outside for an hour. I'm in? Question mark? I mean, but there are smelly circumstances. I know, right? That, yeah. I mean, on paper, it's wonderful. Well, <laughs> <laughs> An application. If it was well insulated and if the plumbing worked. If I had an actual mattress. If there not wasn't a water shortage. Yeah, yeah. If I could turn my room into a pool, I'm in. Like, that's pretty, <laughs> that is inventive. Right, anyway. So again, no doors. What happens when it gets cold, though, and you have to get rid of the water? I would assume it just you just kind of put it down your toilet, right? Like just keep picking you it sop up, sop it up with your shirt, and squeeze Ew. it, squeeze it out, and then freaking Ray out over here. Guard, I need a new shirt, Timmy. Timmy, what did you do, Timmy? Did you make a pool again? Anyway, so the doors that did exist, as you mentioned, they're small, they're narrow. It was done on purpose because it forced you to bow. As you entered any area. So from the very beginning, you are forced to be penitent because you're bowing like, you know, Catholics do for the altar. Do other religions do that or is it just us? Because we like, you walk and like, you know, we, we genuflect. Bow to your sensei. Like, yeah. Yeah. Before a fight. Oh, sure. Um, I guess this is a spiritual war. It's I happening. Mean, so I guess take it. I think bowing, even in terms of like royalty and stuff, would always mm-hmm. be considered a sign yeah. of respect. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know about other yeah. religions, but yeah. that's well, why there's the like, were small. There's even like kowtowing, <laughs> yeah. you know, things yeah. like that. Like bowing is definitely a... Yeah, other peoples do it. Yeah. But it creates a feeling of humility as you bow into your... your Lowering your head yeah. to someone. But and... this is also, while you're decked interestingly, as you mentioned, when you came in, what happened to you, PJ? What they put on you? Oh, so they put on this creepy hood that made you look like the Scarecrow from Batman. <laughs> but it was black. What? It was a black hood. Or white with oh, black holes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Is there any so, reason, like, if it's black or white, does one signify something over no, the other? No, it's just no. ran out of, yeah. like, fabrics and yeah. never using Can this. I have a pink one? <laughs> is no. this is this in keeping with the goth? I, I want to tie Because we'll, we'll get into that with episode three episode when we talk three. about stu- yeah. spooky stuff of, like, psychics going in and getting this vision of just two black eyes like staring at them from you know the corner of a cell and then someone will show them a picture of you know the person in the uniform they're like what's that oh that's what they had to wear and they're like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) ew yeah (laughs) don't like that but like Mm -hmm. from the time you enter like they put this hood on you on purpose so you can't see where you're going and then you are just you kind of like you know wake up people in your prison cell so and like when you go to leave your cell, that hood goes back on. Even to go to get your shower or your your bath, your oh every two three weeks bath, you got that on to go, yeah. and you had your showers individually or your baths individually. So you never saw anybody never even doing saw anyone, that. never talked to them. Nothing. I can imagine not talking that long. What about the people who are cooking? There had to be more than one person cooking. I'm yeah, I'm sure that. But I guess still, the, the, no there are some uncontrollable moments where people were talking to each other, like especially once people started sharing bunks. You yeah. know, what I mean, well, that yeah. was mentioned like in 1913. That's just gone. Yeah, that yeah. whole no talking rule is mm-hmm. completely yeah. unmanageable. I think you work quietly in a kitchen. Maybe the guards are watching you as you're like you know stirring your yeah. potatoes. But you um, still have to talk a little bit, like, hey, I need this. You know, and they, like there has to be communication. Yeah, sous chef, come. <laughs> Unless you're really good at playing the mind. Stop. <sighs> Or charades. Or charades. That, that was a game they used to play back then. For fun. Anyway, so they also were physically examined, and there is a great ledger book that actually wrote down, like, you know, your height, your weight, everything. Like, they really went into detail checking who you were. And also if you could read and write, because it would help you with uh, the job you were given. So, I mean, mm. that's creepy. But anyway, off you go then to your, your prison. So they actually would, like, mark everything down about you. Mm. So... 
I use the quote from Poe with being this for Paul the House of Usher because the biggest thing we're going to talk about as we go into part two and part three is the amount of mental illness that came from this. As you mentioned, like forced isolation, forced confinement, forced solitude and quiet. Like, I say that I could last for two years, but I got to talk to something. So, <laughs> talking to my hand. How's it going, hand? <laughs> I know, it's reminding me of the movie Castaway with <laughs> that stupid volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, we're we're people. We we're designed to be in tri- in tribes, if you will. Social we're social creatures. animals. Well, there are ch- tests of um, like chimpanzees and stuff of put in isolation. They just die. Like yeah. they're given everything they need to survive, all the nutrition and you know all that. To but no communication with anything, and they will just die. Mm-hmm. From. Well, like Charles that's... Dickens hated it. When he came to visit, he absolutely hated the Pennsylvania system. And, like, what he said about it was not nice. He was so angry. because yeah. He didn't have anything nice to say? No. I mean, like, at the very least, the whole system offered education to be kind of built into the penitence, right? Well, yeah, the idea on paper was fantastic, but you're walking through, like, 20 years after this place opens, they're seeing these people who are freezing, wrapped in blankets, walking in their cells just to stay warm, you know? So what was happening in that house, that building was not what was on paper. Of course, he was also not a fan of what was happening in England, either. That's true. He yeah. just was not a heavy, he just was not satisfied with anything. But I then again, this was the 19th century. There wasn't <laughs> a lot to be happy about, like what? Like working conditions? No. Well, he, well, but that's why Medicine? he was. Medicine? No. He was a social <laughs> activist because he had, he lived. Oh, I understand yeah. that. I'm just saying, like, I understand why he, there wasn't a lot to be happy yeah. about. Because England was a hot mess. Because his dad is the reason that he had to work in a sweat, basically a, a child sweatshop, mm. you know? So he understood the have and have nots really well. That's why when you read his works, that's coming from his personal experience. Mm-hmm. Please, I may have some more. That was his life. I guess in some ways, this actually isn't so different from a debtor's prison because mm-hmm. they had to work there and they're both the people to work here i mean in theory they're doing it to give them to occupy them yeah and they're getting fed better right mm-hmm. but, right and but, to teach them a trade afterwards yeah. so they claim yeah. well and later like the the education like goes great like they actually add more in terms of education mm-hmm. but he actually was quoted as after visiting um eastern state charles dickens said i hold this slow and daily tampering with the mysteries of the brain to be immeasurably worse than any torture of the body so he recognized that like Cutting people off, like solitary confinement, is way worse than any other torture. And we still use this the Pennsylvania system today. We use it in solitary confinement. We use it as a torturing device, sometimes for protection, too. <laughs> right. But usually solitary confinement is because you were bad and they're putting you down there to be tortured. Not nearly for as long as they, they did well, it back then. Yeah. But anyway... Who wants to discuss education then? Because there was a lot of reform happening to make them smart, to help their peeps. Well, the education was more of like learning a trade, if mm-hmm. I understand correctly. And some of that involved, what was it, cobbling? So shoes. Yep, shoes. Uh, weaving. Wait, wait. Oh my God, shoes. <laughs> Let's get some <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Oh boy! And again, this is a series. Hey, you brought you you started this one. I do not take responsibility. If our listeners, the one thing I saw was that caning, right, was Mm -hmm. a trade, but I don't actually know what that is. I think of something else with regards to with a stick. Yeah, uh huh. And I'm like, well, I don't really need to learn that. I can pretty much figure it out on my own. (laughs) Take care of myself. Yeah. But they also learned weaving. You, we'd weave the cane to make chairs. Oh, that sounds so much more civil than the than other kind of people. caning. Yeah. yeah. So cobbling, weaving, caning, then what, Ray? Um, well, as the population grew, there are further demands placed on the inmates. So um, more buildings, that translated to more buildings for folks to um, advance their education. Things like... Achieving their high school diploma. Which, uncommon in the 1800s. And even more uncommon. What, studying law? Yeah, they let them study law. Right? Brilliant. I I think I like Shawshank Redemption a little bit there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, I'm learning this trade because I'm in jail. (laughs) So, it's interesting. But it's also interesting to me, it's like, how were they doing this? Like, just by themselves? Just they had books and they just had had to read it? They had educators there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, they had a little bit of interaction at some point yep well that's again like from 1913 on oh like, this it was, was happening later in yeah because oh, that was okay. added 
But um, you would you would have to have some kind of discussion, especially if you're being taught how to cobble shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like, I mean, I'm assuming that some people were probably being taught how to read. Mm-hmm. And you you have to talk to people to teach. Yeah. Period. I, you know, you can't learn to read just <laughs> by looking at the letters. I mean, I guess you could. Some people have, but it's uh, extremely rare. And I don't know how long it would have taken. Do you guys know, being educators, how long back in the day to achieve a high school diploma? Like, would it be like the standard four years? Because um, would... so yes and no. Because back then you had a primer and you had to go through the primer um, okay. for your education. So um, in a one-room schoolhouse, you could have people. We're all let's say we're all the same age. I could be at fourth year. He could be at sixth year. He could be at eighth year. She could be a teacher now. Laura is mm-hmm. teaching us because she passed the eighth grade. So like after seventh grade, especially like if you can read at seventh grade level, you're reading at the level of adults in mm-hmm. America because that's where our education kind of stopped. Um, a 16 year old woman could be a teacher if, if she went through normal school. Yeah. You know, it was a very different time period because again, it was all your own acceleration. So I was oh. just wondering because like most of the, Oh, what do you call it? The sentences. What was it? Like two to eight years or whatever. Yeah. So that would be the like The longest appropriate... was eight years, actually. Most of them were two years. So it would be like an appropriate time, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. to achieve an education. If, if there's no weekends, yeah. yeah. Right? It's not 180 <laughs> days. It's uh, 365. Yes. Dude, you're part of the two-year program. <laughs> you are, though. I think like it's 180, 180. So yeah. That's, right? That's four school years yeah. in two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bam, right? Look at your math. I almost math. I use my fingers, but I math. <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners can't see that. <laughs> That's me. Anyway, so yes, you're right. Um, I'm sure they wish they could, though. Oh, uh, no, they'll need to see this. That's uh, Like I said, it's a letdown once you see this face. I was talking about the finger thingy. Oh, me finger counting. I yeah. mean, but that too, the face. <laughs> it's all let down. It's all let down. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be a spooky podcast, Shanna. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, again, a two-year break from everything, apart from the stinky smelly, like if it was perfect on paper, two years, I think I could hack it. I don't know. I need more than just the Bible to read, though. I'd need entertainment. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, they were in solitary Mm -hmm. confinement, for all intents and purposes, but like they also, as I understand, there were animals at the- Later. Later, okay. Well, no. No? Ray's correct, because oh. uh, Charles Dickens actually noticed that there was a rabbit in uh, some in one person's cell in the 1800s. <laughs> so that's in my animal section later, but it's true. Ray is correct. There oh. were animals. Yes, they had pets, even then. Mm-hmm. Bunnies don't make noise, so. <laughs> they, they learned it meant to be quiet, too. As long as a cat doesn't have it, it doesn't make noise. <gasps> Cats were also allowed at some points. Yes. Well, that makes sense, though. Somewhere like that, you'd, I'm sure you'd have mice and rats and yep. things. So oh, rats were actually very common, actually. Yeah. I didn't put that in here because I felt gross, but yeah. Wait, rats yeah. as a pet or rats no, as rats, like, like a... rats like walking around, you know. Yeah, you'd need cats to combat that, I would yep. think. Mm-hmm. Cats for the rats. <laughs> cats for the rats. <laughs> right? That's correct. <laughs> Anywho. Swallow the cat to catch the rat. So let's just skip forward to 1913. When... DJ, I don't know why. <laughs> 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 Listen to the lizard. You heard the Lizard Man podcast episode like this. Get away from the microphone. I mean, were there tunnels under this thing? Could there be lizard men under the? There were tunnels. Remember, I didn't go into the famous, um, you know, tunnel escape. There was a tunnel. Yes, I'm putting that in part three. I'm just saying, Mm. lizard people are. Not totally out of the question. So you're saying Sutton is a lizard man. There you go. Ooh. We have lizard people. If you listen people. to the 25-minute mark of Ghost Hunters, in the background you'll hear, <laughs> No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> so 1913 is when Pennsylvania system is scrapped because they got to get more inmates in there. They got to just bulk up their numbers. And so they start doubling up people. And that is that is it. Just done. And so at that point, since you have more people in a cell, and you're treating like the New York system or the Sing Sing system, they allow things like TVs and radios and chess and talking to people and playing football and all that kind of stuff. Baseball, too. Baseball, too. That was a thing. I saw the pictures. Well, and the stories, too. But the baseball going over the walls, that's how they got their drugs. Yes. People would attach drugs to the baseball or a rock and throw it back over into the... Big brain. Into the prison. Big brain. I can't dig down 10 feet, so, you know, that's a lot of work. So, anyway. So, Volleyball. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well done! It goes right. <laughs> so, 1913. 
uh, eastern state changes for the worse. So the next 60 years, it is just completely downhill because it's even falling apart at that point, you know, and they they realized they had prison labor. So they were having mm-hmm. their prisoners fix things, build things, building new parts of the buildings, you know, like for education, also death row and guard towers. They're building all that kind of stuff because they have free labor. So that starts up here as well. Go yep. Pennsylvania. Yep. <clears throat> including anyway. one guy who was uh, supposedly replastering his cell, right? Oh, uh, yes. Because he was so good. Well, I, again, I didn't go over that, and this is part one. But if you want to discuss a little bit, go ahead. You can... I know. I mean, if, if this is Sutton. happening in another section... Well, you'll we'll get a little, a little taste yeah. from you. Because okay. what so, happens? Yeah, so it, it was... It's very, very interesting. This guy, uh, William Sutton, is... Um, Apparently very good at his craft, which is replastering. And so he asks if he can fix up his own cell. They allow it. And it turns out that uh, he was using the opportunity to dig himself a tunnel. And as PJ which mentioned earlier, yep, because mm-hmm. these walls, these 30 foot walls up also went 10 feet down, which I don't know if he knew that or how he how do you know it. That? Yes. How you do ask, you know that? You ask people like, so it's a nice wall. Where'd this wall, like, what's it look like on the, <laughs> what are the specs on it? Does this wall go all the way down? <laughs> I'm, I'm working, I, I want to brag, but I'm kind of a little bit of like an engineer myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Can I also just say in 1829, can you imagine having to dig down 10 feet in the in the virgin earth, the hard rockiness that is Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania yeah. <laughs> and it was like springtime, wasn't it? It wasn't like summer where the soil's warm, too. Was... Well, they took over a cherry orchard, so I'm going to assume hmm. that the ground was a little softer. Even then, then you've got tr- like tree what, roots. roots? I'm just ah, trying to poor cherries. I'm just trying to help out. I'm Apparently, just... though, somewhere else in the prison, because he was a plaster guy, uh, he like carved his initials into the wall, uh-huh. and you, you know, it's, it's still there. Uh-huh. His initials are in the prison walls. Carrie, uh-huh. was Carrie of course, about Carrie, it. Carrie, because she knows everything about part two. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably going. Um, excuse me. Yeah. So <laughs> next episode, you'll hear all about that. But she was good friends with the guards, and they would just let her in and take her up to the guard towers and all, to all these places but that no one else that, is allowed to go. Back to the Sutton escape, like it's so much like Shawshank Redemption because, as we mentioned as we're walking <laughs> through, where did he hide the plaster? I'm like, yeah. did he flush down the toilet? Like he had to be dumping it somewhere, you know, because he dug for a while, and it wasn't just him. He had other friends who escaped yeah. with him. I mean, I guess, you know, because they knew he was re- theoretically replastering his cell, they must have been, he must have been able to get away with, like, moving materials up. But it seems I like guess. it'd have to be a lot of materials. Because he had he to dig. materials in? No. <laughs> but he had to, like, dig, like, what, 15 feet down? And then. Follow the sewage like pipe. 20 yeah. feet over or 25 feet over. And then another. 10 feet up. That's crazy. And like, he did it in like less did. than a year. And he did it in less than, although, as we said when we were there, if you have 23 hours a day to or do- Or 24, oh, if you don't get yep. your time outside. Yep. Hey, you got your own uh, cardio happening. So... <laughs> I once thought it would take a man 50 years to tunnel out of Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> Old Andy did it in less than three. Thank you, Morgan Right? Isn't that I mean, Red. Something like that. Yeah. Thank you, you got Red. It. I think you have it. I'm called Red because I'm Irish. Maybe I'm Irish. <laughs> I actually have a quote from Shawshank Redemption. Because um, in the book, he is Irish. I know. But it's Morgan Freeman in the movie. So yeah, they did a good job. I don't care. I'm sorry. It was a wink, wink, yeah. smile situation. We just watched a TV show episode about someone who visited the Shawshank prison and got haunted. And Ooh. something followed her home. Actually, um, the quote I have is actually quite beautiful. And it's it's meant for this. Because the movie is quite... To quote the Shawshank Redemption, I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. When they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. But still, the place you live in is at that much more drab and empty that they're gone. I guess I just miss my friend. It's beautiful. Anyway, let's go back to the... That's what all of Will Sutton's friends said, and then he came back. <laughs> yeah, he <was> ca- <laughs> Spoiler, he was caught very quickly. Because <laughs> as you said, when you're walking outside in those outfits, like, you're going to get noticed Yeah, because like, some of the pictures show like they're in the traditional black and white striped pajamas, you know, like the outfits. Very gothic. Yeah. Yes. It's hard, hard to miss that. Like, I think I saw him... Oh, he's right. No, he's right there. Literally. 
Yeah. Yeah, he should have dug the tunnel a little further out, apparently. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> Just keep well, digging. And at that point, he's digging up dirt. So where is he putting the dirt when he brings it bucket by bucket? Where is it So, going? I mean, this is the thing that I just can't even In understand. Yard, I mean, firstly, it's the people. That's a lot of dirt, though. Mm-hmm. But the people who had to build the wall and dig down 10 feet in this huge thing to put the wall in in the first place. And then you've got this guy digging through on his own. It, it's absolutely wild to me i guess when you want to get out nothing will stop you including 10 feet down below the earth <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing will stop you incredible 23 hours a day well, in that what cell did he i even mean used to dig his tunnel he like, asked to replaster I mean, yeah but, so he but, might but have plaster had... when i think of plastering i think of something very yeah just that flat flat, flat. yeah he might have had like a trowel but i know you're talking like a small hand who, tool who needs a trowel to plaster and i'm sorry how long was he digging because it doesn't take that long um, to replaster well it's been a year he was working yeah. fast but then i guess he'd also have to be replastering himself. unless he furnished <laughs> his plastering tool into something that was more dig oh, oh. Like where they have. I have maybe something. He used a spoon. Maybe he used his tongue. Oh. Ew, Ray. There's there's the lizard man. But that's a good point. <laughs> but this is supposed to be he, a spooky podcast. <laughs> but he's, you know, he also had to keep the up. The idea is scary to me. <laughs> he'd have to keep up the ruse, so he'd have to keep up the facade of replastering Ooh, his cell. We don't have do dad jokes on my. <laughs> I actually do a lot often. Not you, but it happens at you. Oh, a I lot. know it happens on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would come from you. This is supposed to be a safe space. I'm sorry. I, I got caught up in the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> it hit me. Facade. And I found fun research just for you. And look okay. What you're doing to me. Okay. No. no. I, I want the fun research. I do too, okay. actually. So we're not going to go over death row and we're not going to really hit on solitary confinement, which they called the Klondike, because that's all for part three. But just so our listeners know, we are going to discuss Death Row and what that was like. And we are going to discuss the Klondike, which was their um, hole in the ground pretty much for solitary confinement. And the operating room. Oh, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to discuss uh, the iron gag. We're going to discuss all the torturing devices, the punishments to help you learn the error of your ways, I guess, to put it that way. Um, Because you're not already in solitary. You can be in more solitary. (laughs) Just so you know, it can always be worse. Hey, if you don't have a tongue, you'll be really quiet. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, wow, that got dark. Anyway, (laughs) so part three will be um, all of that. So here's fun stuff, because this entire situation is very much like Penhurst. It's depressing, mental illness. You know, people, 1,400 people die at, at this place. No, 85,000 inmates were there, yep. generally speaking. But 1,400 died here. All right. So that's the break and do the math, what the percentage is. It's not as bad as Penhurst. But, like, it's not a happy place, right? But here's being happy. Pep the dog. All right. We loved learning about Pep. Who was Pep, Laura? Pep the dog was adorable. The photo that we saw, the black lab. And even in the photo, you have to look it up. I'm sure this is online or we can post a photo. But yeah, this lab, like the ears are back. Pep looks guilty. I'm sorry. Pep looks guilty (laughs) AF. Like really. What can I say? He was wrongly accused. That's true. Yeah. He was innocent the whole time. He was innocent. <laughs> he was yeah. accused of he, he was, murdering a cat. Yeah, he was sentenced to life in air quotes. But the truth is, he was a donation. Yes, for the people yep. there. So they mentioned Pep, right? There was another famous dog that I found in my Ooh. research. This is my fun fact for you. Her name was Lady. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. She was, was a beagle. Was Pep's real name? The Tramp? No, it was Are you Pep. sure? Because yes. it could Different be Lady and the Tramp. I'm just saying. It could have been, but no. She's a beagle. <laughs> well, was. And she belonged to one the captain of the guards, actually. So she was there for quite a while, too. So there were two dogs. And as Ray mentioned, there were multiple animals. They were allowed to have pets. And so there were rabbits. Charles Dickens actually puts that in his notes about um, Eastern State. And people had birds and cats as well. So it wasn't totally solitary, especially after obviously 1913, but even back in the 1800s, they were finding ways to kind of tweak it a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So anyway, um, due to the rising costs of Eastern State, it is shut down in 1971. There was just no way to upkeep it. We have a very antiquated neo-Gothic monstrosity 
and terrible septic and everything else. Mm-hmm. It stood empty for 20 years, as you guys It mentioned. is a great location. It's a great location. <laughs> but... I mean, it's two miles away from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> but... Turn it into a hotel. (laughs) Yeah. So for 20 years, it's empty and they were going to sell it off. For commercial use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For condos. So like, you know, Mm -hmm. but the other one, which blows my mind, Laura, remember that? What was the other one they're going to sell it for? A mall. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine Eastern State as a mall? (laughs) Of all things. I can't. I mean. It's a great location. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's know, it is. It is. I know, and there's ample parking nearby. Watch out, King of Prussia. We're taking you on. <laughs> um, Although, ironically, Prussia. if they turned it into a mall, it'd probably be empty again it today. Would, yeah, no, no yeah, question. Because King of Prussia, but also malls are dying. Um, but so, of course, the concerned citizens of Philadelphia say, no, it's going to be historical. And so now it is a historical landmark. You go there when you buy your tickets, the money goes back to help fix up and kind of keep it going. So it's good to go visit Eastern State because the money is going to be used to continually renovate this place and keep it available for us to learn and Mm -hmm. to pay Steve Buscemi. I'm sure he's still getting kickbacks for this, for doing that. Yeah, I wonder. Me too. How much does he make? Steve Buscemi, if you're listening. (laughs) Anyway. And I'm sure he is. Oh, uh, yes. (laughs) Number one fan. Every time Con Air gets aired on TBS, <laughs> or Fargo, he, he gets that Fargo check. Too. Oh yeah, Fargo. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add about Eastern State? Because you were there, you saw it firsthand. I think one of the pieces that we didn't talk about, but probably you'll be discussing with Jackie, would be Al Capone. Oh yes, and we're mm-hmm. going to very notorious. Yes, he was there. Um, we were going to discuss it because mm-hmm. I was going to be like a feature of like all the famous prisoners that were awesome. there. Yeah, I'm really impressed. The folks that run um, Eastern State and the things that they um, they have on display, mm-hmm. um, because it goes beyond. It transcends the history of Eastern State, and they approach some things from a very much like a social justice perspective. I agree. And yeah. even have commentary yeah. on our own prison system and how it compares to prison systems from all over the world. And it's not a very favorable, spoiler alert, it's yeah. not the most favorable of comparisons. Yeah. And it's also air-conditioned. Yeah. So I enjoyed that And I much. think <laughs> that was, I think that really impressed me. They use it beyond the history, they use it as a platform to spread awareness Mm-hmm. Well, even if you're not discussing just that, because when you go out to the prison yard, that's where you see like that huge structure. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there's that uh, exhibit. But even throughout the different cell blocks, they have up all these really cool like billboards and they showcase like what people were there, like what they did that was so wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, just the injustice of what they suffered when they were there yeah. and getting actual like former prisoners to give quotes about it, too. It was great to hear their voices over the audio. Yeah, because they're still inmates and guards who are still alive today mm-hmm. who yeah. were you know who were there yeah it's crazy to think about that mm-hmm. so i agree like that that, whole... that was really impressive yeah. and they referred to it they kept referring to this thing in the yard as um a graphical representation i completely oh, yeah. that was over my head i thought i was looking at a monument that statue mm-hmm. it's a yeah. giant bar graph the bar graph a yeah. three-dimensional mm-hmm. bar graph that's like what mm-hmm. 10 feet tall yeah it or more no, it's, i think it's higher because like, it, it was really it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, the it, American part was really high. Oh my <laughs> Not God. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I would just add for anybody who has never seen the documentary 13th, yes. I would highly recommend that you watch it. It's about the history of America's prison systems. So it's not specific uh, to uh, Eastern State, um, but it is very, very informative. Um, it's available for free on YouTube and it's also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So 13th, it's about the, uh, it titled so because of the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, what is prison? Well, yeah, so they, they found a, a legal yep. prison. Uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was, they realized yeah. they had free labor. Yeah. That's it cool is really used. something like you, mm-hmm. you dragged us into it, you know, and we, we ended up watching and we're like, okay, yeah, this is truly well, like, and, like it's something, something everyone to needs too. to see. We don't like things that are pushing, like, really, like, you know, this is my opinion. We don't like that kind of stuff. Heavy-handed. Yeah, we want to make our own opinions. But, like, Eastern State isn't heavy-handed. They're just no. very logical. And it, the way they do it is so humane and so beautiful. Yeah. You can draw your own conclusions, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the facts. Mm-hmm. It's same with 13th. It's yeah, just have, presenting you history. Yeah. You'll see in the video, um, there's this amazing room of, like, five screens and it shows like, you know, and it starts ticking up the years of 
politicians talking about changing, you know, uh, the way prisons are and everything. And meanwhile, there's this graph that's just going up year by year by yeah. year. Yeah. And eventually the graph starts stretching out onto the other screens and taking over oh, those screens. Oh, you mean like in Eastern and, State? And, yeah, in yeah. Eastern I State. I 13th, yeah. sorry. No, no. And, uh, and it, that was just like... It's eye-opening. When it yeah, takes three really screens. Yeah. yeah, it starts just spreading across the room, this huge graph. And, you know, and we're only in the 1990s and yeah. it's still growing. That yeah. was unbelievable. We learned the last time Pennsylvania did capital punishment was in the 1990s. And so it's pretty mm-hmm. recent. Within our lifetime that they did capital punishment. We also learned that Texas has the, had the most amount of capital punishments of all the different states. Texas justice. Yeah, that sounds to quote my previous podcast. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Really appreciate. Well, thank it. you for having us. Yeah. Sounds a little later. I have had work stuff. Thank you day. for driving us down there that day too. Yeah. Thanks for organizing the trip to mm-hmm. to Eastern State. I do recommend it to anybody who is interested in anything historical. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's a very, very worthwhile way to spend yeah. an yeah. afternoon. If and in... you can go through a guided tour or the audio. I preferred the audio. We've done both now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. preferred the audio. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can take it at your own pace. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for a place like this, I think that's really, that's yeah. awesome. And I noticed too, like when like Ray would walk around, like, you know, you would too, Laura, you walk around. And so you look on these little billboards and say, well, type in like 45 for this one. And so we all heard different stories because there are so many like little random small so side stories. Like you could be there for three, four hours just listening mm-hmm. to the audio. Yeah. So we all got something different based on our own interests, which right. I thought I liked a lot, which you can't get in a regular tour because you're following a tour guide. Yeah. So I would go audio tour all the way. And often you can't hear the tour guide that well if you're in a larger <laughs> yeah. group. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and people ask dumb questions. <laughs> There's no such thing as dumb questions. Ooh. Maybe in your group there was. <laughs> there was a college question. Did we ever tell you the pulp story? No. Uh, and when we were in college, we were in an environmental class. And first day of class, the professor's talking about how we're deforesting, you know, like tearing down forests. He sounds so smart. I'm like, oh, God, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, you know, to, <laughs> to chop, you know, chop up trees and a lot of them turn into pulp and paper. Mm-hmm. And he, he says this like three times, maybe four times yeah. before this kid behind us raises his hand. And he's like, yeah, what's up? And kid goes, so when you say pulp, are you talking about the stuff in orange juice? And <laughs> Shannon and I shared a look, and I had the smile on my face because I'm like, this class is going to be so easy. <laughs> we got A's. So I will not have to put any effort in this class. So I stand corrected. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a, now, now, there are dumb questions. Um, there goes one of our listeners. <laughs> He's like, oh, that was me. I know them. Uh, um, I'm going to type a nasty email. <laughs> Please go ahead. We'd love to read emails. We don't get emails except from Jackie and Tim, which we really appreciate. We want more. All of them all the time. I'll send you guys an email. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate it. Gamesoboard at gmail.com. Okay. Anyway, we also have our (laughs) contest going, our giveaway. So make sure that you hop in and do that before Labor Day because we're drawing Labor Day weekend. Well, we're having the spinning wheel choose for us. So good luck to everyone. You can comment on the YouTube videos. We've got a couple people that way. Mm -hmm. You can email us directly, which we've had that done. You can Facebook message us. We've had that done. Or you can comment on the picture if you can find it now. We should probably bump it to the top again, boost our post. Yeah. But any of those. The video is on the main page of the Wellhouse's uh games overboard page like yeah. you you go to gamesoverboard.com click on wellhouse exorcism there's the youtube video and you get to see everything that's in there and you can just comment on that video and then you were entered to win all right so no worries there uh we want to see our listeners awarded for being our awesome listeners so anyway anything you want to add pj um just that yeah if you email us there's a good chance you could Zoom with us and meet us like Heck Jackie yeah. and Tim did. We took them, well, we took Jackie on a Zoom tour of our basement. And for the Tim well house. got to be in the basement. Yes, he did. I so, yeah, You're I mean, the well house. if you want to meet us virtually or in person, just give us an email. We're lonely. Nobody talks to me. No, because you tell bad dad jokes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> have a great week. And Ray just kind of shrugs, like, well, yeah. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> but I enjoy them, so. I mean, I don't think it's like a con. <laughs> you can leave now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh.
Speaking of prison. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that happened. Anyway, so as always, think spooky thoughts. In the greenest of our valleys, by good angels tenanted, once a fair and stately palace, radiant palace, reared its head. In the monarch thought's dominion, it stood there. Never seraph spread opinion over fabric half so fair. But evil things in robes of sorrow assailed the monarch's highest state. Ah, let us mourn, for never morrow shall dawn upon him desolate. And round about his home the glory that blushed and bloomed is but a dim-remembered story of the old time entombed. And travelers now within that valley, through the red-litten window, see vast forms that move fantastically to a discordant melody, while, like a rapid ghastly river, through the pale door, a hideous throng rush out forever, and laugh but smile no more. Edgar Allan Poe, Fall the House of Usher. <laughs>